Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the show. We've got a great guest today. Jenna Ben Scherscher is the founder of Twist Out Cancer, a cancer survivor herself. She's got an amazing story. So stick around. Welcome to the Your Mark on the World show with your champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. This episode is made possible via the support of our sponsors, including Johnson & Johnson's Caring Crowd. Jenna, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Well, we're, we're thrilled to have you. Uh, we're, we're thrilled to have you around at all these days. I know uh, there were probably times when uh, you were scared and frustrated. Tell us a little bit about, you know, you had a really rare cancer in your 20s. Tell us a little bit about that experience. It must have been horrible. It was horrible. Um, and, and I feel very grateful and lucky to be here. Um, so back in 2010, when I was 29, I was diagnosed with a rare type of cancer called gray zone lymphoma, which at the time there were about 200 cases. Now I think there's probably closer to 400. So the numbers have increased probably because research has gotten better and testing has gotten better. And I happened to be at a major cancer center at Northwestern University in Chicago and had an incredible oncologist named Dr. Leo Gordon who had the wherewithal to ask for additional testing. And as a result, what initially looked like Hodgkin's lymphoma ended up coming back as gray zone lymphoma, which is this rare type of cancer that has um, features of both Hodgkin's lymphoma and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So wow. my, my treatment ended up being um, geared towards a very aggressive non-Hodgkin's regimen. So it required, you know, six day hospitalizations every three weeks for about six months. And, you know, luckily I responded very quickly to the treatment and haven't had a recurrence. It's been eight years and feel very lucky to be here, but it, it was not without challenges and without drama and without some significant realizations along the way. Well, it, uh, it, it inspired you, I understand, to launch Twist Out Cancer. Tell us about how Twist Out Cancer grew out of that experience and what Twist Out Cancer is. Yeah, so when I was going through treatment, I started to realize very quickly that I was feeling this sort of overwhelming sense of isolation and loneliness, even though I had everything in my favor. I had family and friends that were all nearby. I had incredible medical care. Um, I had people that were rallying behind me, but I still felt really disconnected from the world around me. And I wondered, I really gave a lot of thought to the fact that even with all the resources and with all the support that I was still feeling this way, I wonder how it is for people that don't have the same type of resources. And I also, as a young adult, you know, who was living and I was in the prime of my life, I was 29, you know, at the, at the peak of my career, I was really active the unique sort of set of circumstances and issues that I had to grapple with as a young adult with cancer was different than someone that's in their 80s, that's lived their life, that is maybe coming to terms with this next chapter. For me, I was, you know, I was in a relationship. I was contemplating where to live. I mean, there were lots of big decisions that were sort of on the verge of happening. And then all of a sudden you throw cancer into the mix and everything is sort of on pause. And so during that period of treatment, 
I had a lot of time to reflect. I luckily was at a job that was incredibly responsive and supportive and allowed me to work really weird hours, even from the hospital. And, and I learned a lot about blogging and about creating online community, not because that was my um, goal, like long-term goal. I was just hoping to stay alive. I wasn't thinking about my five-year plan, my 10-year plan. It was, am I going to make it to the next round of chemo? Am I going to make it past treatment? You know, there were a lot of what ifs. And so as a result of that, I really was living in the moment and in the here and now. And it was only after I finished treatment that I had some time and space from the experience where I was able to take stock of some of the lessons that I learned and some of the things that happened really sort of spontaneously was that in the middle of treatment, while I was sort of blogging and writing my experiences and opening up about the complicated issues surrounding a diagnosis and treatment as a young adult, I was really pouring my heart out into these blog posts and it really became therapeutic for me to be able to write and to connect with people. And so in the process of opening myself up and making myself vulnerable, people were reaching out to me and trying to connect with me and cheering me on. And so midway through treatment, I put out a challenge asking for people to join me on the dance floor and twist out cancer because I grew up dancing. It was something that I really loved and really missed. And at the time, I couldn't do much more than the twist. I wasn't going to start doing pirouettes in the middle of the dance floor. I could barely keep my balance. Um, so I just did the only move that came to mind. And within a few days, we had a couple thousand people twisting out cancer. And so that's where the name comes from. Um, and I, there was something really powerful about video, about being brought into other people's homes and workplaces and celebrations. These were all things that I felt disconnected from and couldn't be a part of. And so I saw the power of video. I saw the power of connection. I saw the power of using creativity in order to educate and advocate for what I needed. And so when I had a little bit of space, not a lot of space, but a little bit of space, I decided that I wanted to do something with it. And so Twist Out Cancer is really about using the creative arts as a mechanism for healing. So we, we deal with all different types of people that have been touched by cancer from pre-vivors to survivors. So we define survivors as people that have heard those three words, you have cancer because you've survived that experience. Um, and caregivers, because caregivers are often the unspoken heroes that get forgotten about. And so what we do is we utilize the creative arts. We make sure that that is really at the heart of everything that we do. And we use that as a way to encourage storytelling and healing. You're running a, an interesting new program now, uh, Brushes with Cancer, right? Tell us yeah. about that. Yeah, so it was kind of interesting and again, unexpected, but I think if cancer taught me anything, it was to really listen and to not only listen to myself, but also listen to others. So what we found early on with Twist, it, Twist really started as this online platform where people could share their stories, their lessons learned, and they put out challenges that were interesting or meaningful to them. And it was this sort of call and response mechanism that we created. And we were really proud that, you know, we could create this sort of awareness online. But and we had this one woman named Anna Swarthout, now Anna Moshner, who was also a gray zone lymphoma survivor. I connected with her through my oncologist, and she was a few years younger than me. And she had just finished school. She 
studied art history and she felt that she had been robbed of her creativity. And so her challenge on our website was create a unique work of art, not using the shade of gray because gray was all that she was seeing. And similar to my story where I had all these people come and rally behind me, she had people that were creating murals in Switzerland, there were dances in Harlem and sculptures in Toronto and people like we had campers that were making cookies and it, it was like all ages, all walks of life, but strangers that were saying, I wanna help. I'm moved by what you're going through. Let me do something in your honor to show you that I'm here and that I'm listening. And as a result of that challenge that got this sort of outpouring of love, we said, what is it about her story? And what is it about her challenge that's resonating? Again, like that listening and really trying to figure out, is there something more than just a challenge and a response? Like, can we actually use that as inspiration for a program? And so Brushes with Cancer, which was inspired by Anna, is about pairing artists with people that have been touched by cancer and we call it we create these unexpected intersections so people that otherwise would not have met they're operating in different worlds they live possibly in different places are coming from very different perspectives we match them up we have them go through an application process and over a four to six month period, they develop deep relationships that are guided by our mentors. And the artists are charged with creating a unique work of art that's reflective of their journey. And we have these big art exhibitions and galas to celebrate those stories. And in the process of connecting with a stranger, essentially it allows for the person touched by cancer to articulate their story, come to terms with what they wanna share. And then it also gives them an opportunity to see their story through someone else's eyes. And for the artist, it gives them an opportunity to use their talent and their skills to be able to help support someone that needed it. Um, and so the actual art exhibitions and events have also really unexpected things that happen because the artwork intentionally all goes up for auction because we believe in this concept of paying it forward. So you've gone through this experience and through that experience, you then can raise money that funds the next match, that funds the next program. And so it's not just about taking, it's about giving back. Um, and so through the exhibitions, we also in turn are able to advocate and educate and build community. So that's what it's all about. Jenna, what is the thing you're most proud of having accomplished? There's a lot. I mean, I, I think that I'm so happy that this is not about my story anymore. So for me, when I finished treatment, because I had spent all that work writing and connecting with, you know, social workers, family, friends, and like, I really processed it. And I really, I mean, I spent, a, and I'm still processing it, but I mean, I, I did a lot of heavy lifting during that year of sickness. And I really was determined to try and shift the spotlight from me to others. And so the fact that I can now talk about how our programs have impacted others and what has happened since, that to me is the best part of it. You know, to, to hear about strangers that have fallen in love and have moved cities to be with each other. That's not necessarily the intention of the program, but that's a really nice byproduct that happened. To see um, someone who came from uh, an anti-Semitic home to 
all of a sudden I met her on a plane and she decided she wanted to participate in our Israel program and travel in Israel for a couple of weeks and felt so connected to her match and they have stayed really close friends. So to see like how people's ideologies and preconceived notions and perspectives can change, that to me is the best part of it, right? So um, while the artwork of course is important and is can be beautiful, um, the most important piece is the relationship building and that's happening. And so I think that's what I'm most proud of. And what's the, th what's the most important lesson you've learned? Um, well, I said to listen, that's a big one, but I think that to know, so as like a founder of the nonprofit, I think the, the most important lesson is to know what you don't know and to be comfortable asking those questions and building a team of people that are smarter than you, more skilled, that have what you don't have and being okay with that. Like I'm okay with not having all the answers and I'm, I've gotten very good at asking for help. And I think that cancer taught me that in a way, right? Because I couldn't do it on my own. I had to ask for help. I had to rely on a medical team to save my life. And I had to rely on my family and friends to build me up again. So I think that's kind of a key theme. Jenna, what is your superpower? <laughs> I, I don't have a superpower. I am very much a human and I make mistakes all the time. And I, um, I, I think, I think I've learned to forgive myself and to not, um, to not beat myself up as much. I think I, I used to really be very critical of myself in certain ways. And I think now since I've had this near death experience, I am able to be more forgiving. Yeah, oh, that's a, a profound lesson. Well, Jenna, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. We're uh, so grateful that you would do it. I know you're busy. Uh, before you go, would you take just a minute and tell people how they can learn more about Twist Out Cancer and connect with you personally? Yeah, so you can go to twistoutcancer.org to learn all about the organization and the work that we're doing. And you can always email me at jenna at twistoutcancer.org. Fantastic. Well, Jenna, thank you so much for being with us today. We wish you every success. Devin, thank you. All righty. Let's do some good. A Caring Crowd. We believe everyone has the power to make a difference. Through our crowdfunding platform for community health, we empower passionate people to drive real change. Whether you work for a nonprofit organization, volunteer, or want to get involved for the first time, you can post a campaign on Caring Crowd. Join us, because caring is where change begins. Thank you for listening. Devonthorpe's mission is to end extreme poverty, improve global health, and mitigate climate change before 2045 by finding and sharing the stories of those who are doing the most good. You can join with other listeners to accelerate Devon's mission by visiting helpdevon.org right now.